Hello and welcome back to Murder Sandwich, a true crime and mystery podcast. My name is Vicki James and today is episode 11 and I am joined today by my good friend Carly. Hi! <laughs> we will be discussing the Joseph Fritzel case. If no one has ever heard of him, then you are in for a wild ride. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> yeah. I do want to start off by saying thank you for all the support in my last podcast. I did it by myself, and I had a lot of people reaching out to me and saying that they actually really liked it. So I am going to announce that I am going to start putting out episodes every Tuesday, and so most of them will be by myself on the odd one we'll have co-hosts. So. Like me. Yeah. So everyone is welcome. They get more of me. (laughs) I may have some shorter episodes in there because I do have like a lot of smaller ones that I find interesting, so it might be a little bit on the shorter side. And yeah, if you want to keep up with anything, then just go to follow my Murder Sandwich podcast Instagram and there'll be more information on there. Cool. Cool. (laughs) So this episode does have a listener discretion. It does involve child abuse, sexual abuse, and really graphic uh, content and language. So listener discretion is advised. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very much so. With that, let's go grab a Philly cheesesteak, a tuna melt, or a Vienna sub, and let's mow down on some true crime. We're going to be talking about Joseph Fritzel and his family. Joseph was born on April 9th, 1935 in Amstetten, Austria. He was an only child and his father actually deserted the family when Joseph was only four and actually like never spoke to him ever again. I did read that his dad ended up, ended up going into the war and he did end up passing away and his name is actually like on a memorial somewhere in Austria. So he didn't just like leave the family. He, he did. Well, he did like desert the family, but it they found reports that he ended up going to war and he eventually died. Oh, but okay. I, I, there was no reports on like how old Joseph might have been. Hmm. All right. So in 1956, uh, when he was 21, we're jumping a little bit here because there's not really a lot of information about it's his childhood. It's hard to find stuff that far in the past. Yeah, and in like Austria. It's probably <laughs> in a different language. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he was 21, he married 17-year-old Rose Marie, and she was born on September 23rd, 1939. So they ended up having seven children together. That's so many. I know. Two sons and five daughters. Uh, one of them being Elizabeth. She's the main child that we will be talking about in today's case. Mm-hmm. And she was born on April 6, 1966. Joseph was educated. He went to HTL Technical College and graduated with electrical engineering. Mm, actually explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go on. Yeah, he does explain a lot. <laughs> Foreshadowing. So I did read that he did like a few odd jobs at different like companies. And he ended up like would he would build things and sell them off to firms and mm. stuff like that. He worked a lot with engine type stuff. Okay. So we're already going to jump into already some of some gruesome content already. Okay, first step's a doozy. Here we go. Lay it out. So in 1967, so this is just when Elizabeth was a year old, Joseph actually broke into the home of a 24-year-old nurse while her husband was away and raped her while holding a knife to her throat and then threatening to kill her if she screamed. He was also the suspect in a case of attempted rape of another 21-year-old woman and then was known for indecent exposure in the community. Which is 
a nice reputation to have. Right. So he served 12 months of an 18-month prison sentence. And then in Austria, according mm-hmm. to the law, your record is expunged in 15 years. That's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. So remember that point later, because yeah. that comes up later. Put a pin in that. Yeah, put a pin in that. So 15 years is not a long time. I mean, it is, but it isn't. What if you, like, yeah. This is my question. This is probably a dumb question. But say you go to prison for 15 years. Uh-huh. Does the the 15 years expunged record start after you get out of jail? Does it start when you get charged? Hmm. I don't know. Does it work like taxes? Like when you fuck up on your taxes, like it just like falls off your your. I don't know mm-hmm. because like how shitty would that be that you get sentenced for fifteen years and then your record's already expunged by the time you're out? I mean, what a bargain! <laughs> like it's a good deal, but like not for the society of the world. Only for that one prisoner that that happened to. <laughs> right. So does that mean that no one can go to prison for longer than fifteen years? Because what if you have like a thirty-year sentence, but it's like oh, fifteen years? We forgot. Why are you here? You should go. Like, yeah, like. In regard to this case, the maximum sentence that I read was only 20. I never read anywhere it was 25. So Some countries don't do that, though. Yeah, and I guess... It's like, hope everyone's going to be better. Yeah. Not for him. And I guess that's something to think about is, like, it is Austria, so it's, like, totally different laws. So when we get down to the trial, Mm -hmm. it's probably going to look a little funky. All right. But yeah, that was weird. (laughs) Joseph was a little bipolar in how he described his relationship with his mother. So on one end, he's like, she's the best woman in the whole world. She's, like, a saint. Would say, like, she was just as strict as it was necessary. She was, like, this wholesome, godly woman. But, like, in other words, would also say really negative things about her. About how she claimed, he claimed she used to beat him and hit him. And, like, until some Sometimes until he was, like, lying in a pool of his own blood. But there's... But no one else ever saw the pool of blood? No, because, like, the dad was gone, only child. Oh, okay. Yeah. Convenient. Yes. Uh, she never cuddled him, apparently. she ne- He never received love from her. And she also would routinely call him Satan, a criminal, a no good. There's, like, lots of things you can call your kid. Like, pet names that are cute. That's not... <laughs> Satan is not one of them. Nope. Mm-mm. So in 1959, he's now married to Rosemary. Okay. Mm-hmm. His mother actually moves in with him. And they lived in the same place in Amstetten for like a long time. And you can look at pictures online of it. It, it is just a very unusual building. It's like a strip mall. And then just in the middle of the strip mall is like this big three-story house. And it looks like it could be like a hotel or apartments or something like that, or yeah. like dorm rooms. And it's very strange if you look it up online. Is this where the whole story takes place? Yeah, it's the house. whole story takes place in this. Is it actually a strip mall around it, or just looks like? A no, strip it just mall? looks like it. Like if you look at pictures, there's okay. like a deli or something nearby, or right beside it, mm-hmm. and then right here. But like, there's no space in between the buildings. Like they're okay. all just one building. Okay. Very weird. <clears throat> so when she moves in, the roles are totally reversed. Mm-hmm. She's terrified of him and he later admits that he actually put her into the third story of this building and bricked up her entire room told the neighbors that could see into those windows that she was dead and kept her up there for 20 years so he had like a slot to like slide food in there was no other details about it who what why didn't these people have quite i have questions i know so it was like in the third story it was like in this attic and she never left for 20 years and then eventually died up there, apparently in 1980. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I know. So she moved in in 1959 and she was up there for 20 years. Yeah. She was pretty much up there, like, the whole time. Wow. And, like, Rosemary obviously knew, unless did she just, like, never go up there? 
Maybe it was kind of like that dynamic, especially for the time period where the wife is like, okay, whatever, honey, whatever you say, here's a martini when you come home. Like, what are we? We're not. Well, it starts in 1959. So, I mean, that kind of checks out. Yeah. It's interesting. Women are not to question their husbands in this time area. No. But it's unusual. Um, I mean, yes, I didn't say it wasn't. (laughs) I know. (laughs) There's so many questions there because they used to board out rooms in the apartment building, too. Who's they? What do you mean they? They, Joseph? Like, Joseph and Rosemary used to, like, rent out the rooms of the apartment Uh to, like, students. Yes, I read this. Yeah. and But they didn't break everybody in. No, not everyone. Okay. Yeah. Whoever pulled a short straw that week or? (laughs) So it's just weird that if there was a woman living in the attic for 20 years, like, did no one hear anything ever? I mean, later in the story, we hear that (laughs) some people heard some things, but we're just like, hmm. (laughs) Right. So that's just something to think about later when we get into the story Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. how did he have so much time for all these secret people? Oh, hmm. So mm-hmm. a report came out later by a forensic psychiatrist named Adelheid Kastner, and he described Joseph's mother as unpredictable and abusive. And Joseph even, even referred to him as the alibi child, which basically means that his mother only gave birth to him to basically prove that she was not barren. And that was like a common thing back then for only children because females got scrutinized to not having mm. BBs. Yep. <laughs> Which, like, that's really sad if you consider yourself an alibi child. Right? My mom's womb works. <laughs> that's Yay why I'm me. here. <laughs> Family and friends also came forward saying that Joseph did pay very much extra attention to Elizabeth and that she was even disciplined more than the other children. People would say that, like, she basically couldn't say anything without Joseph, like, scolding her or correcting some type of behavior. So was Elizabeth the youngest one? I'm not sure, actually. Okay. That's a really good question. Do we have a picture of Elizabeth and his mom? Like, Is there like some physical resemblance between the two? Is that why he like acted fucked up towards both of them? Like, I don't think they look that much. It's hard to tell. To be honest, the most recent picture of Elizabeth was when she was 18. Like, mm. she's been totally blocked by any sort of journalism and media. Like, no one knows what she looks like. Mm. So, it's an 18-year-old photo. And so, it's yep. hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, Yeah. I mean, we have that many kids. One of them is bound to look like the ones that were he already. (laughs) Unfortunately, Joseph did start sexually abusing Elizabeth at the age of 11. 11. Reportedly, like, unfortunately doing it anywhere that they could. Like, if they wanted to walk through the forest, if they went to the park, like, in the car, if he was driving her somewhere. I have goosebumps. Just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Ugh. At age 16, so, um, like, five years, she's been... So she's been abused for five years so far. Yes, five years. Elizabeth attempts to run away twice, and actually, she did get away, like, pretty well. She went to Vienna, and she was with a friend, and Joseph actually, like, went to Vienna and grabbed her and brought her back, and she was probably home for, like, maybe a couple weeks, and that's when, on, on August 28th, 1984, her father joseph was like hey can you come downstairs i need help putting this door onto this like cellar that i made in the basement she's like (sighs) okay and unfortunately she goes down there and as she's helping put it on the door he grabs her from behind with an ether soaked towel and riddles her unconscious finishes putting the door onto the basement and she stayed there for 24 years 
It's like a super heavy sentence. Just, and she stayed there for 24 years. 24. 24 years. So she had just turned 18 and Joseph had actually been working on the basement for like quite a long time. And this was just the final piece was this door. And yeah, after she went in there, he actually like drove out to this other city called Brunau. It's a town in Upper Austria on the border of Germany. And he made sure that there was like postage from there. And so he went up there and posted a letter from there. It stated basically that Elizabeth was tired of living with her family and were staying with a friend and that she threatened to leave the country if they ever came and looked for her. And then Joseph gave the police this letter and just said like, oh yeah, she probably joined a religious cult. And they just like closed the file and Rosemary also just believed him. Huh. Yeah. So over in the next 24 years... Joseph would visit Elizabeth in the hidden chamber almost every day for maybe a minimum of three times a week, bringing food and supplies. And we'll, we're going to go into more information about the chamber, just so you know. Joseph would repeatedly rape and beat Elizabeth, even disciplining her by not bringing her food for a few days or water, or sometimes even just keeping the lights off. And there was like no windows down there. So when the lights were off, it's like literal pitch dark. Where does this money come from? He, like, they had a lot. He had multiple <clears throat> rental properties that okay. he would manage. And then he would make these machines and give them to these firms. And there was a shop right beside where he kept her. And so he did, like, actually make things down there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Like, how do you have that much time? Wow. So we are going to take a short break here, and we're just going to return shortly to continue the story of Elizabeth Fritzel. We just want to give everyone a little bit of a breather, so we will be right back. So now we're going to talk about the chamber, like where Elizabeth was kept for these 24 gruesome, hellish, insert other negative adjective years. (laughs) Yes. Okay, this place had zero windows. It was 380 square feet and the ceiling was five foot six. Uh, Which is not much. Like I'm five foot seven. And it was like dirt. Was it just dirt where the ceiling was? It was just finished. It's just a dirt cellar. Dirt. (laughs) Dirt. So there's no, like, actual ground. Just dirt. More dirt. Yeah. Let's say dirt again. Dirt. 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 <laughs> the property itself in Amstetten was built around 1890, and a new building was added after 1978 when Joseph applied for a building permit for a, quote-unquote, an extension to the basement. In 1981 to 82, according to his statement, you know how true that is, Joseph started to turn his hidden cellar into a prison cell and installed a wash basin, toilet, cool, uh, a bed, a hot plate, and fridge. No doors, by the way. On what, the fridge? Uh, No, like on the toilet. It was just like there. Oh, just like open in this dirt room. In the dirt. Okay. Wow. All right. Okay, so then in 1983... Building inspectors actually visited the site and verified that the new extension had been built according to the dimensions specified on the permit. Cool. Joseph had illegally enlarged the room by excavating space for a much larger basement concealed by walls. In the same year, he added more space by creating a passageway to a pre-existing basement area under the old part of the property of which only he knew of. 
So this cellar had a corridor that was 16 feet long, a storage area, three small open cells connected by narrow passageways. So I'm picturing like, so like hall, so it's like a main area and then like three different hallways coming off of it. And there's actually like tons of information on how it looks like online, but basically you would like walk down these stairs and you'd be in a very- stairs are outside. I don't, it's very confusing. Like, okay. I think you, yeah, you have to get there from outside originally, but there's mm-hmm. like doors upon doors. Mm-hmm. So then you go down these stairs into like just basement, basement. Yeah. And then you're in this small utility closet mm-hmm. and then you keep walking. There's a door and then there's his little work shop place. Yeah. And then there's a door and you go in and it's just long corridors basically the whole time so there's you end up being in this like little living area very small thin corridor to the right of you and it's the small dining room area you walk forward long thin corridor to your right and that's Mm -hmm. the open bathroom and then you go forward and there's two long corridors Mm -hmm. and those are the two bedrooms and they've never ever given the layout of this like third bedroom because apparently really like awful things would happen there and so they never wanted to like release what it actually like looked like there we talk about some really gruesome things and i don't want to talk about this one area what yeah but you can see like pictures of it like actual pictures yeah um even when the police were going down there to take photos and stuff Mm -hmm. they could only go down there for a little bit at a time because there was such a lack of oxygen whoa yeah wow yeah so if anyone's interested you can just even see a layout if you don't want to see the actual. There's just lots of cartoon kind of animated layouts. Mm. But yeah, like not a lot of space. It's not just one big empty 590 square feet. Okay, so like Vicky said, there's a cooking area, bathroom, two sleeping areas with two beds each. This is a total of 590 square feet. There are two access points. One door that weighed 1,100 pounds. How, is this what I needed Elizabeth to help hang up? How did you get this here? What kind of buddy was like, (laughs) okay, I'll help you with this. I know. Which was thought to become very unstable over the years. Shocking. (laughs) And then a metal door reinforced with concrete and steel rails that weighed 650 fucking pounds and measured 3.3 feet high and 2 feet wide. So they weren't leaving. No. In case anyone was curious on listening right now. So that's why they didn't leave. Yeah. Yeah, they... Because I couldn't. So it's protected by an electric code entered using a remote control. In order to even reach this door, five, one of these were five locking basement rooms had to be crossed. Eight doors in total to get to Elizabeth. The chamber was cold, damp, and there was rats, which sometimes Elizabeth was forced to catch with her bare hands. It's a skill that, like, I mean, it wasn't a big area. She just, like, sit there and be like, oh, there's a rat. (laughs) Or did she have to, like, put any, like, real effort in? But there's also not an outside, so where'd she put the rat? In her belly? Did she eat it? (laughs) I didn't even think about the fact that she ate it. Really? It's the first thing I thought of when I was reading about this story. (laughs) What do you think the fridge is for? (laughs) I I guess that's something to consider. (laughs) I guess I just didn't want to think that, like, it would go there. Like, it's already so bad. Yeah. Yes. Uh, water ran off the walls in such large amounts that she had to use towels to soak it up. In the summer, the place turned into an intolerable, sweaty sauna. At first, Joseph strapped up her arms and then tied them up behind her back with an iron chain, which he then secured to metal posts behind her bed. She could only move maybe like half a meter on either side of the bed. After two days, like 
two days after she's been there, her yeah. second day. Yeah. He gave her a little bit more freedom of movement by attaching a chain around her waist. And then, like, six to nine months later, he removed the metal chains because it was hindering his sexual activity. This guy's fucked up. It's her dad. It's her dad. Oh, my gosh. So the chamber where she was living was below the garden. Later, it would be the above pool that the children would play in. How pleasant. Joseph testified later that he would rape Elizabeth at least 3,000 times over the course of her 24-year captivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her dad. Okay. The babies. The children. Huh, the children. Someone think of the children. <laughs> Let's think about them. Elizabeth gave birth to seven children during her captivity. A set of twins, but one of them died shortly after birth. The first three were Lisa, Monica, and Alexander, but they were removed from Elizabeth's care by Joseph and then dropped on the doorstep of like their family home under the ruse that they were like like orphans that needed a place to live. Yeah, like from her cult. Yeah, from her sex cult. Or was it a sex cult or just a cult? It was just like a religious cult. Religious cult. cult. I always get those two confused. But (laughs) although, like, he just had to remove them from the house they're already getting dropped off in. Like, they're in the house. (laughs) How do you sneak a baby to your front step? Apparently he would, like, put one, like, behind a bush, like, off the side to the front door. And, like, one was in a bassinet and one was in a cardboard box. And And then Rosemary was like, oh, darling, come (laughs) here. I will give you a home. (laughs) If only they were all so lucky. Yeah. So local social services authorities approve them as foster parents and receive regular visits from these people, and they never suspected anything suspicious. Yeah. So to go off what we said earlier about Mm -hmm. the 15 years expunged, because this was like 20 years later, they didn't even know that he went to jail for raping someone. So does expunge mean like it's not on your record? Or At it's all. like you're not allowed to acknowledge it for No, it's time? gone. It's gone. Gonesies. Cool. So they just had, they were oblivious and they're like, yeah, great parents. Awesome. Yeah. They had hmm. no idea any of his criminal history at all. So like his reputation of indecent exposure was also like, no one knew about that. Hmm. All right. <laughs> So Elizabeth went on to have three more children in the chamber, and these ones were named Kirsten, Stefan, and Felix. Joseph would tell them that if they tried to escape, they'd be gassed. But he was full of shit because the basement wasn't equipped with gas supply of, like, any kind. Joseph admitted this after his arrest, and he would also tell them the door would produce an electric shock. Also BS. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to note here that Joseph did live in, like, Nazi times. Mm. And I think that says a lot about... Like, the gassing? Who says they're going to gas somebody? I think that is, like, part of his whole... Apparently, his mom was very, like, pro-Hitler. So I think, like, his decisions on, unfortunately, how he treated them and, like, the control aspect, I think, is based on maybe how he was raised Mm. with the Nazi aspect yeah he didn't live live in like the greatest era (laughs) no not that i'm definitely trying to give any excuses to him but like mm -mm. just at least some type of reasoning so after elizabeth's fourth child was born in 1994 i was in kindergarten (laughs) yeah we were both in kindergarten right okay so joseph allowed the chamber to get bigger how kind of him. This is where it goes from 380 square feet to 590 square feet. Okay, so this 
room that I'm in is like 590 square feet. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And this is where a, a, a dad, I don't know if you want to call a dad mom, and like seven children would be. I mean, not at the same time, I guess. The first three were moved. Now there's just only four. But the three children that got removed, they lived there until she was done breastfeeding them. Was so, that what age it was? Is that yeah, what like, so they, the kicker was? They usually got out around like anywhere from like nine to twelve months. I always like to think of something nice to say about like everybody. There has to be something nice. So this guy's pro breastfeeding. So <laughs> that's that's a fact. Well, I'm assuming he was like, you have to breastfeed them because I'm not going to bring you formula. Because how would you sneak mm. formula into the house? When he could take the babies away sooner. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I don't know. He's clearly not thinking straight. I'm not going to question it. Okay. So when he made it bigger, he didn't use shovels or like machinery. He got Elizabeth and the four remaining children that were in there. He put them to work and they had to dig it out, like dig out the dirt with their hands for years. It took them years. It years. wasn't just like a day and it got like 30% bigger. It took them years with their little hands. Yeah. <sighs> It's so also all these births, they weren't around a doctor. There was no medical attention whatsoever. Joseph provided Elizabeth with some disinfectant, which is like ISO, I'm assuming. Yeah, like some rubbing alcohol. Right. Uh, a dirty pair of scissors and a 1960s book on childbirth. Yeah, I'm sure that had a lot of great information in it. Like, I've had two babies. The last thing I want to do in labor is read a fucking book. <laughs> Could you imagine? 87 tells you what to do. Page 87. <laughs> What? Right? Take some take some deep breaths. Like, no. <laughs> that must have just been so traumatizing for her. Like, I, like the first one. Right? Like, especially. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't, I literally can't imagine. And that must have been so scary. Yeah. I wonder if he was present for the childbirth. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. So, I bet you're wondering how they kept themselves entertained <laughs> in this dirt prison. They had a TV. A radio and a video cassette player. Is there any record of what they recorded on this video cassette player? No. Can find any of that? Okay. Uh, food was stored in a refrigerator and cooked on a hot plate. I shouldn't actually say that I don't know about the video cassette player, but we talk about it briefly later. It's probably like a lot of evidence that like it shows what they look like. They don't want to do any of that. Okay. Yeah. I checked. But out. they would like the television had some sort of cable on it mm. because later there is reports that they watch the news. Mm. So they were there was like some type of channels that they had at least. Yeah. Even if it was like one or two. Something. Mm-hmm. You're going crazy down there. One time he installed a freezer so that he could stockpile food for when he went away on holiday. But the freezer ended up leaking all of its contents all over the floor. So if it didn't smell bad enough before, all these people pooping in one small area, the freezer had to go oh, and, and leak. Oh, and the sewage like, like, random, like, would constantly be on the floor. And because it's a dirt floor, you can't really, like, really clean it. But like if right? the like toilet overflowed or like the wash basin or like anything, it would just be sewage and they would just have to live like that. <sighs> and you have to think. There is no window. So these children are being born, and the mm-hmm. ones who stay in the chamber, like, they never have seen the sun. They have never seen the sun. So they have lights? Like, their TVs are only, like, light. Not bright lights. Mm. And then to discipline them, right, he would... Oh, yeah, turn the lights off. Mm-hmm. Complete darkness. Ugh. So Elizabeth, doing the best that she could, she tried to teach her children to read and write. I mean, what else are you going to do down there? But at least she tried to 
and she have tried hope to, for them. She tried to make it personable. Like, if you see photos, like, mm-hmm. you can see there's, like, little drawings on the wall and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the sons who did live down there with her actually was taller than five foot six. Oh, yeah. And so he, unfortunately, like, n- never stood up straight until, like, they were released. Mm-hmm. So that's like, he was how old? He was like a teenager, wasn't he? Yeah, like we get to it later, but the oldest was Kirsten and she lived in the cellar until she was 20. Yeah. Hmm. So So that was probably like the heaviest part of the podcast. So we're going to take like just a super short break. <laughs> yep. And just give everyone just a tiny bit of a breather. Yep. Okay, so we're back. I found a, actually a really great resource that goes through all the key events up until they get discovered. So I thought I would just quickly go through that because we just covered a ton of information. So so Elizabeth is 18 years old. This is when she gets imprisoned by her father. And this is in August of 1984. So in two years, in November of 1986, that's when Elizabeth actually has a miscarriage in her 10 week, 10th week of pregnancy. And then two years after that, in August of 1988, that's when Kirsten is born. And she lives in the cellar until 2008. So she f- does get out when she's 20 years old. So I know what you're thinking. Yes, she never saw the sky until she was 20 years old. She never felt air or the sun. I'm just saying. Wow. Like, that is crazy. She's the same age as us. Ish. Yeah. yeah. She's only a year older than us. Like, almost, almost like, exactly to the month. Right. Yeah. So, February of 1990s, this is another two years. This is when Stefan is born. And he also lives in the cellar until 2008. Uh, so, he'll be, he was 18 when he was released. Mm-hmm. In August of 1992, this is when Lisa is born. And then in May of 1993, when she's nine months old, this is when she's discovered outside the family home in a cardboard box with a letter from Elizabeth asking the child to be looked after, basically stating that she is in this, like, cult and can't leave. And that she's fine. Totes fine. Totally fine. So in 1993, just the same year that Lisa goes upstairs, this is when the enlargement of the chamber starts in last years. So just to say, this is only Kirsten and Stefan at this time. Mm-hmm. And Kirsten's only like five. So at this point, it was mainly Elizabeth. Right. So in February of 1994, this is when Monica is born. And 10 months later in December, that's when Monica is found outside the home. Rosemary actually received a phone call at this time asking her to take care of the child from someone that sounded like Elizabeth. It is actually thought that Joseph recorded her Mm. uh, with some basic answers of some sort to make it seem like it was her. But Rosemary was just really flabbergasted because I guess they had an unlisted number. And oh. so she was like, well, how did they know our new unlisted phone number? Huh. You think that would be a slight red flag, but anyway. Right. April of 1996, this is when Elizabeth gives birth to two twin boys. Unfortunately, one dies after less than three days, and Joseph removes and cremates the body, and they named him Michael. Mm-hmm. And their surviving twin, which is Alexander, he's taken upstairs at 15 months old and discovered under similar circumstances to his two sisters. 
And then in December of 2002, this is when Felix and the last child is born. Joseph actually chose to keep him in the chamber only because his wife couldn't care for any more children. Oh, he can care for others. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, oh, great. Yeah, star husband. Ridiculous. So we're going to jump into some a little bit lighter news. Like, she does get discovered, thankfully. Like, unfortunately, it was a really long time, obviously. But Mm -hmm. let's get some at least somewhat good news. So... On April 19th, 2009, Joseph actually agreed to seek medical attention after Kirsten, who's the oldest daughter, she's 20 now, she fell unconscious. She's like totally passed out. Elizabeth actually helped him carry Kirsten out of the chamber, and she actually saw the outside world for the first time in 24 years. I don't know what it felt like. Just, I I couldn't imagine what that would feel like. Like, would you want to run back into safety to your hole or just want to run away and keep running, but then your other kids are there? Yeah, I don't know. So she just put Kirsten in his Mercedes and she gets sent back to the chamber for a week. And Kirsten was then taken by ambulance to the hospital. It's weird because I did find reports now that I'm reading this that she went in the Mercedes, but then it says that she went by ambulance. So what I'm thinking is Joseph probably didn't want the hospital to know that she came from his house. Mm. So he probably drove her somewhere else and then got the ambulance. Right. Is what I'm thinking. Because he seems like the kind of guy to like just drive somewhere else. To like make more steps. Yeah. Yeah. She was taken by ambulance to the hospital and then was admitted with life-threatening kidney failure. Joseph arrived at the hospital and then he claimed to have found a note written by Kirsten's mother. So Joseph ended up discussing Kirsten's condition and the note with the doctor, Albert Reeder, who is like a hero in this case. Yep. So the hospital staff found this whole situation ridiculously unusual because this city is like, like it's a town, like it's not very big Mm -hmm. and she shows up and she's sickly pale, very skinny. Her teeth are awful. They like very low hygiene in this chamber, obviously. Yeah. I could only imagine what her eyes looked like. She had like never even seen fluorescent light before. Could you imagine being in a hospital for 20 years, never seen fluorescent light before? Right. Like... She probably was freaking out. Yeah. Uh, Apparently the note, actually Elizabeth hid in the pocket. Mm. And it said, like, take care of my daughter. She's, like, scared around people or something like that. So the media ends up going out and they're... They're like, hey, we're looking for this mother. Like, please come forward. We just need to know what happened with your daughter. And Elizabeth and the two kids are sitting in the chamber watching it on the news. Oh, my gosh. Elizabeth freaking out, obviously, like, my daughter's going to die. So at this point, the police are really sketched out about Joseph. And Mm -hmm. so they actually reopen Elizabeth's case file. And Joseph is just repeating his story about the cult and that her most recent letter was in January of 2008 and was posted from a town called Kedmaden, which is in Upper Austria. So he drove all the way up there to, like, have this letter be postmarked from there. Police then brought in a cult expert from the area who was also like a priest of some sort or worked with the churches. Mm -hmm. And he just said that Joseph's claims about this cult and the details that he was explaining was like not any regular type of cult talk that would ever exist. Like he's like, I don't believe that this is actually happening. Like there's something going on. I can't believe it took this far into the story for someone to ask a fucking question. Yeah, (laughs) I know. So at this time, Joseph goes back to the chamber mm-hmm. and Elizabeth is just pleading, like, please just take me to the hospital. Like, I can fix this. I can explain it. And 
It is reported that Joseph was trying to figure out a way to get them out of the chamber because he was like 73 at the time. And he was like, I can't keep doing this forever. Yeah. A lot of people think that's why he caved so easy because Mm. it is kind of weird that he was like all about control. And then suddenly he like just caves. Yeah. So anyway, he, he lets her out on April 26th. He released her from the cellar along with her son, Stefan and Felix. And they brought them upstairs advising that they just appeared on his doorstep after escaping the cult. Hallelujah. Yeah. So Elizabeth goes to the hospital and Dr. Reeder tip off the police and they came to. And at first they actually accused Elizabeth of child abuse because of how badly in shape Kirsten was. Well, but, until they saw her, right? Yeah. Until they heard a few words out of her mouth. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, okay, yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So they both go into the police station and... Elizabeth goes, I'm not providing you any more details until you can promise me that I will never see my father ever again. Mm. And the police is like, okay, yeah, for sure. No problem. So she basically goes on to describe her 24 years of captivity where she was like raped, forced to watch pornographic videos, and then having to reenact them in front of her children. Oh my God. So that's what basically happened in that room that we don't know about. And oh, this is a really good reason we don't talk about it. I don't know if I could talk about it. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, just so sad. Ugh. And so, very swiftly after this, Joseph yeah. Ritzel, at seventy-three years old, was arrested on April twenty-six, two thousand and eight, on suspicions of serious crimes against family members. Thank fuck. That night, Elizabeth and her children and her mother Rosemarie were taken into care. And just in case you guys know, Rosemary claimed to not have any idea that this was actually happening. And that is up for some serious debate online. I definitely want to hear like your opinion on that. I personally think she knew. I think she knew. How? How? Can, I mean, I, it's pretty plausible that she had some suspicions. But I wonder if her thought process was like, no. Maybe, what if he, he kind of, no, it can't be, what, no, no, it can't be that. But her sister, so Joseph's sister-in-law, came out and reported that he would go down there at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning and, like, spend the night down there. Oh, yeah, and then Rosemary wasn't even allowed to go and bring him coffee. He, like, yeah. forbade his wife like, from ever going down there. Like, for sure, I can totally say, like, oh, yeah, there's no way my husband's, like, hiding his daughter down there and she gave birth to seven children. Okay, but also... But if your husband stains down there for so long, wouldn't you wonder what he's actually doing? Right? Well, I guess he said that he had to work for so long. He was just tired. <laughs> sleep on his desk. Also, Rosemary was taking care of, like, her seven grown-ass children, plus three or four. Three? Three. Three other mystery babies. But if Elizabeth was the youngest and she was 18, then they were all grown up. Did they all grow up and move out back in the day? It's not like now where the, it's like... The only report I ever have of any of other siblings is just one tiny thing and that he testified um, against his father and said mm. that he was like a victim of abuse when he was young. Yeah. Other than that, there's no other word of any of her other siblings. Interesting. And she has like a decent amount of them. Like what about her other sisters? So even if Rosemary didn't know about Elizabeth's children, she obviously saw her own children be abused like crazy from Joseph. So you can- She's just complacent all around. Yeah. So I just think that if your husband is sexually abusing your daughter at the age of 11, you just and, and then goes missing at 18. Like, did you not think that like she had to have known about something, mm-hmm. in my opinion? Right. Plus, they were married when he 
Did got the arrested. That she didn't know about. So, anyway. <laughs> so, Sorry, no, 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 it's totally fine. So, that night, Elizabeth and her children and her mother, Rosemary, were taken into care. Joseph did have to advise police how to get into the chamber, which was through a small hidden door that was opened by a secret keyless entry code. And again, there was eight doors, Mm -hmm. and half of those doors had this keyless entry code. It was very, very hidden. Stuff was built so well back then. Like he, so these people were, what year did they go down there? 80, what? In 1984. How good does something have to be built for like these keyless entry passcode yeah, and that's all work. it's and that's all it said. So like keyless entry passcodes in Austria in the eighties. What does that look like? Or did he upgrade because it was the two thousands? He's also an electrical engineer. Yeah. So he probably MacGyvered some shit. Yeah. I know, it's interesting. Ugh. On April 29th, so this is just a a few days later, DNA evidence actually confirmed that Joseph Fritzl was the biological father of all six children. And then really grossly, his defense lawyer, whose name was Rudolf Mayer, he just basically said that this doesn't prove rape or enslavement, and really it only proves incest. I'm sorry. There might have been something in my ear. What? (laughs) Yes. What? That was his defense. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It yeah. doesn't prove well. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know there are actual no words. I'm sure other people are probably have their mouth open right now as they're listening to this. Yep. That's kind of all I can say is yep. So after his arrest, Joseph did go on record and he made quite a lot of statements. He was subject to a lot of pretrial assessments because they wanted to see if he was going to try to go for like the insanity plea. Mm. And so I just read a couple of things that I read from his many interviews and statements. So one of which was that he stated that all sexual activities between himself and his daughter were consensual. And a quote that I found on here was, I always knew during the whole 24 years that what I was doing was not right, that I must have been crazy to do such a thing, yet it became a normal occurrence to lead a second life in the basement of my home. Yep. <sighs> I know. Just can only say So everything's okay now because he knew it was wrong? Is that how he's justifying it in his head? I think I, some of the things that he said, there are so many reports of him admitting things like... I doubt that he had any shame. Like, from the sounds of it, it sounds like he just has no shame. Mm. So Joseph's reasoning for imprisoning her was after she did not adhere to any rules anymore when she became a teenager, he had to create a place where he could keep Elizabeth safe by force, if necessary, away from the outside world. That's such like a typical family annihilator thing to say. Mm -hmm. This is almost opposite because he, like makes more family he doesn't annihilate them but i mean somehow they're connected it's like a venn diagram and they overlap by saying this shit what's interesting is that like he didn't seem to have any care that there was production of children because he he could have wore a condom like he clearly didn't have he had access to them he knew about them yeah and like after the first one he wasn't like oh oops i'll make sure never to do that again right (laughs) <laughs> there was Oops. there was more i just like can't believe it like i can't believe this story like every i've known about it for a while and every time i talk about it, it just i still can't believe it even more right 
as I said earlier, Joseph did grow up in the Nazi era. There was a report that he remembers like sitting on someone's shoulders during some type of Austrian event about the Nazis. And his mom was very like pro Hitler. And he just really loved being in control. And that they just, there was a lot of reports saying that it was influenced by his ideas of like decency and like good behavior. Mm. I say that loosely because like, Nazi. No, I saw the quotes, but for our listeners <laughs> yeah. out there, there were heavy bunny ears. <laughs> yes. During his time in prison for his earlier rape conviction, he actually admitted to someone in the prison that he planned to lock his daughter up so that he could contain and express his evil side. And he, quote, said, I was born to rape and I held myself back to, for a relatively long time. I could have behaved a lot worse than locking up my daughter. Gold star, golf clap. It was unreal. Like, you talk about that when your daughter's one. Right? I was going to say, how old? So he knew 17 years ahead of time like what he was going to do to her. And did he just choose Elizabeth right away? Or was he like, I'm going to wait till all my kids are done and then I'm going to make a decision? Because, like, there was, what, four or five? Wasn't there five daughters, two sons? Yeah. Yeah. So we, they do make it to trial, and police actually were great there, and they did keep their promise that Elizabeth would never have to see him. And so she mm-hmm. actually recorded her testimony by video in front, like before Aust- Austrian prosecutors mm-hmm. on July 11th, 2008. There was, I think it was like 11 or 12 hours of video in total. Of her just like telling her story? Yes. Wow. On November 13th, 2008, authorities in Austria actually released an indictment against Joseph Fritzl. He stood trial for the murder of the infant Michael, who was the twin who died shortly after birth, and faced in between 10 years and life imprisonment. He was also charged with rape, incest, kidnapping, false imprisonment, and slavery, which carry a maximum 20-year term. Like for each or like for all of it? I think all of it. I could. I actually searched that up, and I couldn't find much information. Okay, wait. And then when you said he was... So the trial started on March 16th, 2009, and presided over Judge Andrea Humer. Joseph actually entered the courtroom trying to cover his face with a giant blue binder. You can find this picture online if you literally Google Joseph Fritzl. It's like the first picture that will probably come up. Yeah. It's like a giant blue binder with papers. Like, it's unreal. Anyway, it's actually, he's entitled to do this under Austrian law. You can cover your face. Does it have to be blue? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so after opening comments, they for the opening comments, they mm-hmm. allowed all the specter, spectators and journalists and whomever to watch. And then after opening comments were completed, they were asked to leave the courtroom. And then this is when Joseph was like, I'm going to lower the binder now. After everyone was gone. Yeah. He's okay. Not, he's a, he didn't want anyone to get photos of him, I guess. But they got photos of him with the binder. So anyway. Okay. So Joseph actually pleaded guilty to all charges except for the murder charge and the grievous assault by threatening to gas his captives. He didn't plead guilty to that either. Pick two, winnie two, to not be guilty for. Like, <laughs> but he, mind about that shit? But he later admitting to it, as well as being like, oh yeah, that door over there has an electric shock. Yeah. Like, so you admit it anyway. <laughs> He's just an idiot. Uh, in the defense's opening remarks, he asked the jury to not see him as a monster, as he had actually bought a Christmas tree down to the captives once, as well as school books and even an aquarium and a canary. And later, they used this canary as their evidence that the air quality down there must not have been that bad because the canary lived 
I don't think I can blink any slower. <laughs> so as stated previously, when they were investigating the, like, the seller, like, yeah. police and firefighters legitimately testified and came out and said that they couldn't work down there for a long time because mm-hmm. the air quality was so bad for people living down there. More mm-hmm. if it was before the babies get taken upstairs. So your evidence for a canary? <laughs> Are you delusional? Old bird lives. Okay. Oh my gosh. So Chris, Christine, I'm Christian. Christian, yeah, I think that's it. Burkheiser, she's the prosecutor. She actually pushed for life imprisonment in an institution for the criminally insane. That seems like so far the most appropriate thing that you've read. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm assuming capital punishment isn't in Austria, or that would have probably been on the table. Mm. I assume. I hope they're probably kind of touchy about that since like the Nazi stuff. Yeah, I try not to. Probably. Yeah. On the first day, jurors watched 11 hours of testimony recorded by Elizabeth in sessions with police and psychologists that was filmed in July of 2008. The tape is said to have been so harrowing that eight jurors did not watch more than two hours at a time, and four replacement jurors were on standby to replace the regular jurors in case they could not bear to hear any more evidence. None of the children, nor Rosemary, testified. And as I earlier said, Elizabeth's brother did. And he just stated that he was abused a lot from Joseph when he was younger. Hmm. There was nothing else about any other sibling. So on March 18th, 2009, this is during the trial and it's still taking place. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth actually disguised herself because she wanted to go in and see what was going on. And she was writing a book. About her experience. So she went in and disguised herself. Like in the courtroom? Yeah. Okay. So she's like chilling in the courtroom. And apparently Joseph's attorney claimed that he saw Joseph see her and lock eyes with her. And then he like broke down into tears and just freaked out and then went up. And the next day he pled guilty to all charges. Oh. Great guy. Just by looking at so I wonder what compelled her to want to see him again. I don't know. But at least it just got the trial over with, honestly. Yeah. If I was a thing. juror, I would have been like, yes. <laughs> That's been so painful. It's hard enough, like, going through the story and, like, talking about it right now, but having it happen and, like, seeing Evidence. the people. And they would have had to see the room that they won't show. Yeah. And seeing what the children look like. There's literally no photos. Yeah. Just let your imagination go with you. Like, I just think it's so sad. Like, that's why Kirsten went through kidney failure. Yeah. It's because she was massively malnourished, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. So. But their air was fine. Their air was fine because the canary lived. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So on March 19th, 2009, Joseph Fritzl was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for 15 years. Ooh. Ah. I mean, like, I guess that's okay. I guess awful he said that he accepted his sentence and would not appeal and he is currently serving out his sentence in garston abbey which is a former monastery in upper austria that was converted into a prison so in 2009 he was 73 mm-hmm. he's like 83 he's 86 now he's 86 mm-hmm. okay so right as the trial ends just for anyone like the the literally no pictures have been taken of them like the media has totally shut them down when they go to live anywhere, there's massive security. Mm-hmm. And currently, they're actually living in a town that's called, like, Town X. And it's a fortress in Austria. And they have, like, police all the time. No one ever sees them. No one's ever gotten photos of them. No one ever sees what they look like or anything like that. 
So is it the whole town is like witness protection or some? I I don't know. Like or is it's it just them. I think I it's no I think it's like just them. They say it to be outside. Yeah, still secluded. Yeah. So. Right after the trial ended, Judge Humor did state that medical experts had advised them that Elizabeth and the children were relatively in good health. That was the first update that anyone ever got. Mm. So Elizabeth and Rosemary and the six children were actually housed in a local clinic. And this is where they were shielded from the outside environment, like I said. And they were actually all offered complete new identities, new names, everything like that. Mm -hmm. The clinic advised Elizabeth and the three children who remained in the chamber that they would require much further therapy to help them adjust to the light after years of semi-darkness, as well as to cope with all the extra space. Yeah. Which I never really thought about that before. But yeah, like having all that extra space, like standing in a field for your first time must have been like wild. Right? That's what I was wondering. Like when Elizabeth finally got to deliver Kirsten to the Mercedes or the ambulance or whatever, like... You think she want to go back and have like security blanket of like her close quarters? Probably. After all that much. time, it has like, to be the breeze, the light, the people, bugs, everything. Yeah. And like, what if there's like other people walking around? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. So in May of 2008, a handmade poster from Elizabeth and the children uh, ended up being posted in the Amstetten town center, thanking the local people for their support. I did find the quote of what it said. So it says, we, the whole family, would like to take the opportunity to thank all of you for sympathy at our fate. Your compassion is helping us greatly to overcome these difficult times. And it shows us there are also are good and honest people who really care for us. We hope that soon there will be a time where we can find our way back to normal life. Oh, I thought that was really nice. Yeah. So Kirsten did get induced into it, but mm-hmm. she did make a full recovery. It was revealed later that there was much further trauma from captivity, which I'm not surprised at all. Right? I'm not sure why this seemed like it was a surprise. Kirsten actually would end up tearing out her hair in clumps and was reported to be shredding her dresses before stuffing them in the toilet. Stefan could not walk properly. Because he was a tall one. He was the tall one. Yeah. And yeah, he was taller than the cellar ceiling. And then also dimming of lights or closing of doors would cause Kirsten and Stefan to go into complete anxiety and panic attacks. Oh, that's such a trigger. What if you just like saw a canary fly by? (laughs) Did it send you into a spiral of anxiety? What about like a thunderstorm? Right? They'd never seen that before. (gasps) Never seen that. Or just like rain or fog. Anything. Grass. The other three children who lived upstairs are being treated for anger and resentment. They feel like a lot of resentment towards their father for lying to them. Mm. And because they had like all those conversations with their grandparents about their mom and it was just like all lies. And they probably feel like a lot of guilt as well. So there was like quite a segregation between them for like quite a long time. Like oh, outside, yeah. like upstairs kids and then like the downstairs kids. Mm. Yeah. So in 2008, Elizabeth did order Rosemary out of their private like residence because she just thought that she was way too passive with her upbringing because the abuse started so young. Yeah. Like despite the like a whole generation before these cellar kids. Yeah, it was still awful. Yeah. And she was still shit. So in March of 2009, this is now like a year after... Mm-hmm. She was found. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth and the children were moved away from their hideaway home as paparazzi actually had located them and broke into the house while she was in the kitchen. Just started taking pictures of her. I know. 
And What's then, wrong with people? I know. You haven't been through enough. Let us make this worse. <laughs> like, so they were relocated to a psychiatric clinic and they were going to try to unite the upstairs and downstairs children with each other and try to help the segregation between them. So now we're past the trial and the trial's over. Yeah. So Elizabeth. And Rosemary's gone now. So yeah, Rosemary just lives in a small apartment. She receives visits from her grandchildren because Elizabeth does want them to have a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And like three, three of them were raised by her. So, yeah, after the trial, Elizabeth and their six children moved to an unnamed village in northern Austria where they're literally, like, it's a fortress. Mm-hmm. And then in March of 2010, Elizabeth and her children are reported to be recovering quite well. Elizabeth actually passed her driving test and is in a relationship with one of her bodyguards who is 23 years younger than her. Oh. I know. Good for All her. Right. Get it, girl. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. All children have developed a normal sibling relationship with each so other. Like the upstairs time. and downstairs children? The yeah. friends? Okay. Yeah. So by 2010, so just a few years. Yeah. So good for them. Yeah. Like that really didn't take that long for them to like get together. Mm-hmm. So, and then by this time, Elizabeth and Rosemary have started to repair the relationship. Mm. So we're going to jump a few more years. And so now says June 28th, 2013. So this is about the house. Okay. So workers like and where they were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the the workers are going to the house. It's like probably owned by the city at this time. Uh-huh. And they began filling the basement of the Fritzel home with concrete. They're like, screw this guy. <laughs> like we're filling this basement up. Uh-huh. So an estate liquidator actually stated that construction would cost a hundred thousand euros and would take about a week. And then the neighbors were like, we don't want this to be done. We want, the house to just be demolished right like this has horrible reputation horrible memories like why are you even why trying to salvage it so they're like no 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 it's fine we're gonna sell it so they actually do end up selling it for 160,000 euros in december of 2016 what's there now uh the buyers are just gonna convert it into a building with apartments (laughs) oh is there like a clause like when you rent out like apartment like by the way (laughs) You have a lovely west-facing west facing living room window. Get some evening sun in for your plants. It's great. Also, just want to throw in there, the guy who lived here before, like, kind of reach his donor. Like, <laughs> kids in the cellar. Don't worry. It's filled in. Um, So you want to sign here? You want to rent it out? It's a great price. How yeah. do you- I guess on top of that, I guess we forgot to mention that people did rent rooms oh, out yeah. of this house. And... One person actually was on the ground floor yeah, right he, above them. He rented the room for 12 years. Yeah. And it was just said, Joseph just said like faulty pipes. Yeah. Like, and Hey, Joe, I hear some shit again. Ah, it's just the pipes knocking around. Ah, good old Joe. You hear like babies crying. Yeah. Even his dog would like bark at the floor. Mm-hmm. What? Damn pipes. <laughs> Those damn pipes crying again. Yeah, just absolutely ridiculous. Apartment building, could you imagine? Ugh. No. In May of 2017, Joseph actually ended up changing his last name to Meyerhoff, and it is reported that it's due to getting into a prison fight, which resulted in several of his teeth getting knocked out after other inmates set up a fake dating profile with his name and picture. So saying Fritzl with no teeth. <laughs> you know what? They didn't let him. I didn't even think about that's why he changed his name. He's like, no, these are hard to say Fritzel, yeah. <laughs> I hope that that I hope that he's suffering for sure. Yep. So the last report of him, unfortunately, is back in 2019. Mm-hmm. I, I Googled 2021, like nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. I was like, maybe oh he got COVID. Oh, I was like crossing my right. fingers. But he didn't. 
So April 2019, it did report that his health was declining. He didn't want to live his life anymore. He's starting to get really bad dementia. He's like losing it, very isolated. And he is 86 as of today. And he is still alive. Wow. I know it's a doozy. I told I told you the one I was going to say when I came back was a doozy. <laughs> it's such a doozy. I was going to be like a little more giggling in here, but you can't. You can't giggle when you talk about Yosef. My giggling is just literally uncomfortable laughter. Because I honestly, uh, like, right? I'm, I'm really happy that Elizabeth and her kids get mm-hmm. to live, like, this paparazzi-free life. I don't even care if they don't even have a lot of visitors. I think they that... probably can't handle them. Yeah, and, like, why would you at that point? They probably just want to come over and just ask hey, questions. Trust, right? Because when some of the children got out, like, they couldn't even speak very well. Mm-hmm. They had to, like, start over. Well, they're only taught by her. Yeah. I wonder if uh, some of the the three babies that were state, like the downstairs children, when they would watch TV, like that was their only outside source, right? So they never were around any other people. Mm-hmm. So then, then their oldest sister, uh, when she went to the hospital and they saw her sister on TV, like what kind of a mind fuck is that? Be like, oh, my sister's on there now. Yeah. But not like you can't even comprehend in your full-grown brains. Yeah, because like 18. That she went out into the world, was in vehicles. They don't know. They've never heard a vehicle up close. I don't was inside one. Imagine being in a car for the first time you're 20 years old. She went to an ambulance. It was her first vehicle ride probably ever. Yeah. Like half unconscious. Like other people working on you in paramedics. She must have been like losing her mind. Right? Because, so Kirsten was 20 when they were found and Stefan was 18. Mm-hmm. And Felix was born in 2002. So he was only six. Wow. So he was like quite a lot younger. Yeah. So morbidly sounding, Felix probably is like the most untraumatized. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't even want to say thankfully, but like. 20 years of abuse, and in comparison to six, you're, mm-hmm. like, obviously going to take six years. Yeah. Because he, if he was born in 2002, like, he's he's 18. Mm-hmm. So I hope he's doing okay. Yeah. Me too. Functioning people in society would be great. I feel really bad for Steph. Well, obviously, I feel bad for all of them, obviously. But mm-hmm. Stefan, like... The tall one. His spine must just be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's crazy. That he never stood up straight or had the ability to even stand up straight until mm-hmm. he was 18. How tall was Joseph? Does it ever say? Like, was he able to stand on there? Uh, I didn't actually look up his height, but he looks tall. Like, he looks like he's taller than the seller. Mm. But if anyone wants to look up the photos, just, yeah, it's not it's not great. Like, it's yeah, like just the map of their cellar or like this blue binder you were talking about. The blue binder. Well, definitely let me know your guys' thoughts on what you thought of this one. And... Yeah, let me know what you think about the slight better format as well. I think I'll like it. I'll know better when I edit it. (laughs) What do you guys think would be the first thing that you would notice about being in the outside world if you had never seen it before? Yeah. What's the first thing you would be like, what? I think the first thing I would notice would be the breeze. Mm. Because you'd you'd only ever experience stagnant air. Mm. So, like, if a gust of wind hit you and you came out of the door, you'd probably be like, what the fuck is that? Right? (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) Terrifying. And this concludes the 11th episode of Murder Sandwich. And this is our telling of the Fritzel case. 
I hope you enjoyed listening today. And if you do want to stay on top of the podcast, I will be posting every Tuesday from now on. (laughs) And I do have an Instagram, so Murder Sandwich Podcast. And I think I've said for the last three podcasts that I'll post more there. And I promise that I will. I have really good ideas coming. No more empty promises, Vicky. I know. My vacation kind of made me (laughs) on vacation. (laughs) So So thank you to Carly for joining me today. Any last words? I don't know if I'm hungry for that Vienna sandwich anymore. <laughs> I don't think I want the Vienna sandwich I'm anymore. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Anytime. Anytime. So until next week, bye. Bye bye.